Heisje. Welcome to Saving Our Sisters podcast. I am your host, Lady Vicki L. Kemp. Thank you so much for joining in on the conversation. Today is going to be such a special episode and it is entitled, Girl, How Do You Do It All? How do you do it all? So my guest today is the lovely Naisha Davis. Let me read you a little bit about her bio. She is the owner of Life Connections, a mental health counseling center in Bakersfield, California. Shout out to Bakersfield, which is also my hometown. She is also the founder and CEO of YRAP, a mentor program for at-risk youth girls. She has a bachelor's of science in criminal justice and a master's in social work. She is a licensed you're talking about a black girl that rock. She is a licensed clinical social worker, a licensed evangelist. She loves the Lord and as well as a certified anger management specialist too. She is also certified as a mental health provider for women who suffer from prenatal postnatal mood disorders. She was born and raised in Bakersfield and she is a lover of her community. She has been working and helping individuals, children, families for over 20 years in the field of human services, case management, social work, and psychotherapy within Kern County. She has experienced in many, she has experience, excuse me, in many areas such as child protective services, group home, family resource centers, work with children and adults with developmental disabilities. She is a single mama, y'all. Worked as a medical social worker with parents, family on dialysis and hospice. I'm gonna stop right there because this young lady has an incredible resume and I'm so proud of you. So hey Suge, are you there? Hey Suge, how are you Miss Lady Vicky? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Thank you for saying yes to um, being on my podcast, Saving Our Sisters. This is a joy. I have watched you grow and I'm just so excited about your journey. How have you been girlfriend? I am doing well. I'm doing very well. And I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. I am so humble and glad and excited just to be a part of the conversation today. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you. And we're just more than friends. We're sisters. Naisha is also a member of my church, Greater Harvest Christian Center in Bakersfield. Her resume says that she is um, an evangelist and I've heard you speak. You do such a great job representing Christ. And that is just absolutely amazing. But um, the other sister girls, the other shugs want to know today, how do you do it all? 
Girl. You have three children, right? Three children? Yes, I do. I have three children. Two boys. Two boys and one daughter, one that, lovely princess. That's a prince. Yeah, and she is a princess because she keeps you going on the go. She showed that she's a diva, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So how long have you been in your private practice, Life Connections? My private practice, I've been there going on two years. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Well, we actually were at two years, and I can proudly say that we're actually expanding. I'm moving into my new office in a couple of weeks, so we're bringing some more clinicians on, so I'm pretty excited about that. So wow. we're going to our third year. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. You snuck that in on me. <laughs> That's the perfect topic for you today. How do you do it all? So... You are the founder, you are the CEO, you are the life giver to your business life connection. So how many clinicians will you have? Currently, I have three on our team and we will bring be bringing on three more. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> so, wow, that's pretty amazing. Seriously, Sister Naisha. So your day in the office at Life Connections, what does that look like for you? Well, my day in the office at Life Connections is mainly in the afternoon because I am a full-time employee as a therapist for a local school district here in Bakersfield. And so when I go to Life Connections, um, I'm there and I typically see between three and four clients a day. Wow. So, okay. So in the daytime, you work for a school district as a social worker. You get off work there. You go to your private practice. What time do you get home? <laughs> Most of the time I get home about 9 o'clock or 9.30. So mm. it's a long day, a long work day. And is that every day? Monday through Friday. I have been doing well with taking advantage of my weekends and not working and doing self-care. So Okay, that's very important. Self-care yes. is vital for our peace and our sanity. Now, how do you balance that having children? I know your two older boys are adults now, but your young girl, your daughter, your diva, how do you balance being away from her for those many hours a day? You know, Lady Vicky, I will say it definitely has been a challenge because I have been a single mom um, for the last 13 years. Um, I was previously married, but when I was married, it still felt like I was a single mother doing that marriage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely been by the grace of God, my mother, um, just being supportive to me when my kids were a little bit younger. But you know what? Just Mm -hmm. instilling morals and values into my children, how to be independent, Mm -hmm. communicating with them. And, you know, I'm very mindful about when I get home, I try to set everything to the side and listen to them and listen about what happened during their day and go from there. And that's important. And I'm sure you explain to her why you work so hard. She knows that you are a single mommy. Yes. Yes, she definitely does. Okay. I I talk to, you know, that's one thing that I've always done is communicate with my kids. They all have understood. And my daughter, I'm really trying to train her to kind of follow in my footsteps and just kind of, you know, develop her own career but also learn the value of working hard right that's good and when you when you know the bible says you train up a child in the way they should go you let her know what's going on early because a lot of times children if we can be honest sometimes children they feel abandoned they feel lonely because the parent 
especially us moms, don't take the time to explain and let them know why mom have to work so hard. So since you take the time to do that, she can grow and mature and understand why mommy has to work long hours. And I think that's amazing. And it's important. Yes, it's important. It's important. So your group YRAP, what is YRAP about? Again, how do you do it all? (laughs) And you know what? Let me say something about this topic. Because me being a pastor's wife, me being an author, a wife, let me just take the pastor's wife, the bishop's wife off. And let me just say I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a mentor. Um, It's grace. A lot of people couldn't do what I do, just like a lot of people couldn't do what you do. I believe and I know for a fact it's the grace of God. It's the call on our lives that calls us to have that balance, to be able to function where we don't work so hard to where it wipe us out. It wears us out. So God extends his grace, which is privilege, which is which is strength. So you now You're not only just a social worker, you have your private practice, you have the young girls. Why rap? What do you do with this young group of young women? Okay, so why rap, for those of you that don't know, stands for Young Women Reaching Accomplishable Places. Mm -hmm. And it's a mentor program for girls um, 8 through 18. And what we do is we provide mentor services to the young ladies. We teach them about life skills. We talk to them about several topics, about suicide prevention and mm-hmm, substance mm-hmm. abuse awareness, about social media, all of that. We just try to instill qualities into them to improve their overall quality of life. And then we also um, we give out scholarships to some of our girls every year at our annual scholarship event. So we just build relationships with them, teach them how to be successful young women. So many of them have so many life challenges. So we're just, you know, talking about that, providing a safe space for them to talk, you know, because some of them can't talk to their parents. So if they have a safe space to be able to open up, that's what really matters. Exactly. We're that safe space. Exactly. And I've witnessed you in action and you do such a wonderful job within Kern County with this group of young girls. And I'm excited about your baby. Your diva is also a part of this mentoring program. So it's good that she can take part and help you and also witness firsthand how you graciously mentor these group of beautiful young ladies. So that's awesome. It is. It's awesome. And she pays attention. I mean, she thinks she runs the group when we're there sometimes. So she thinks because she's my daughter, she gets to get away with stuff. But I will say the one thing I can say is like she's even learning to observe like Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. at school that's dealing with challenges. And she'll tell them, you know what? You need to talk to my mom. She said, my mom is a therapist and she can help you. (laughs) So she's paying attention. (laughs) Wow. That's 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 really, really good that she can witness that and also develop a passion to be a seer. So that word right there, a seer, God gave you the eyes to see the need in this area of where you are working in. I mean, psychotherapy, disabilities, mental disabilities, child protective services, family resource centers, That's a lot for you to take on as a single mom 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's 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 a, it's a beautiful thing. What is your passion? Out of everything you do, what is that main passion? I would say that my passion is actually working with adolescents and women. And like you mentioned, I've worked in a wide range of, you know, with a wide range of populations. I worked in the prison system. I mm-hmm. worked in the 3B. I worked in a lot of places, but my passion is really working with adolescents and women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I've, God has graced me just to be able to connect um, with those two populations. And it's been it's definitely been a blessing, very humbling. Yeah, I'm sure it is very, very humbling. And working with this population, what is one of the main problems or the main areas that you see women, specifically young women, 20s, 30s, what are, what are they struggling with? Wow. You know, Lady Vicky, I will say across the board from young to old, mm-hmm. women are struggling with depression. They're struggling with low self-esteem and just not believing in themselves, not mm-hmm. knowing what they're worth, not knowing their value. And I mean, from single to married, women are struggling with depression and low self-esteem. Wow. So you, Naisha, as a therapist, how do you get to the root of it? Like, what skills do you use to tap in to bring that out? Because I find me being a leader in my community, a lot of people are sad. A lot of people are mad. They don't know why they sad. They don't know why they're mad, but they know it's a problem Yes. because we've learned some time to function in dysfunction and it's not normal. That's true. But it has become a part of who we are because the, the let's address the elephant in the room. People don't ask for help and sometimes they don't know how to ask for help. That's true. So when That's you're true. in your therapy sessions, how do you tap in to get that young lady to talk? How do you do that? So the first, the most important thing to me is the very first initial session. And that's when Mm -hmm. I meet the person for the first time. And it's so very important to build a rapport with them within Mm -hmm. the first probably like 10 minutes of the session. Because Mm -hmm. in any therapy session, it will not work if you do not have a relationship with your therapist. So that's the most important of everything. I heard that sometimes you do not connect with a therapist. Okay. Yeah, so just kind of like being able to connect with them, build that rapport, because the thing is they have to trust you before they will even tell you anything. They have to know if if you're somebody that they can relate to, mm-hmm. if you're going to really be genuinely concerned about, you know, their issue and if you can really help them. So right. building the rapport, right. that's the main thing, just, you know, meeting them where they're at at the time of their need right then and there at that moment. So your first initial visit. So I'm coming to you. It's my first initial visit meeting you. And I have all these boundaries that I have set. I'm guarded. I'm in a sunken place. I'm sad. I'm crying in your office. I'm giving up on life. What would be the first thing you would say to me? Okay, because the first initial session, again, is the most important. Mm-hmm. There is like logistics that have to be covered at the beginning. Okay. So typically when we start, you know, we're going over the informed consent, their intake paperwork that I usually mail them ahead of time because I have to address the informed consent, the limits of confidentiality, things like that. That's the first thing. And so then after that, I just kind of like go into the conversation, ask them if they have any questions, and then just 
provide a space for them to talk about why they're here today. So even though I may know a little bit about mm-hmm, why mm-hmm. they're there, because I always do a consultation first, I always say, okay, so what brings you here today? And I'll let them talk. And it's just really asking questions, knowing what questions to ask, validating their feelings. So when a person comes in, if they're crying, if they're pouring out their feelings, telling you all these issues that they're dealing with, you want to validate their feelings. You want to let them know like, wow, you know what? I hear what you're saying. And you know what? I just want to validate your feelings. That has to be tough. Like I could imagine that you're dealing with a difficult time. So you have to let them know that I understand. Like I, I get it where, why you're at the place that you're at today. I like that. I like that one, one phrase. You val- you validate their feelings. Yes. That's even powerful in friendships and in relationships. Oh, yes. You have to let people know that you care. It's not about me just taking your money. It's not about me writing you up on paperwork. But people want to know, do you genuinely care? And I think that's what makes therapy successful. You know what I'm saying? So that's really, really good. So how do you balance it all by not taking it home with you, all of it, like you're doing your group, you do YRAP group, what, once a month, once a week? Once a month. We used to do it weekly and then we had to scale back because of, you know, I have Mm -hmm. other ladies that volunteer. So, you know, everybody still has their life and other things going on. And Mm -hmm. once a month seems to be really successful for us and for our girls. Okay. That's awesome. So, and that's important and it's good that you have help. Yes, it is. It's a blessing because there's no I in team. Right. It's a blessing that you have a group of women that strategically support you because nobody is an island by themselves. No. And that's when we um, can become shipwrecked when we feel like I got this. Yes, no, that's true. you need help. So you're at school all day working as a social worker. You're getting off work. You're coming home. No, no, let's back up. You're going to Life Connections. You're doing your three and four sessions there. Then you come home. How would you tell somebody to unwind? How, how do you not take all the stress of the day home with you? Because now, Naisha, you got to go home as a mommy. Yes. It's, you have to have a balance and you have to be able to connect and disconnect. So me talking about being a therapist full time at school, at Life Connections, and Mm -hmm. then, um, you know, coming home, like, I have a lot of family responsibilities I have to take care of now for my parents, and I also do contract work, so I'm checking in at group home, so I have a whole lot of other things that I haven't even mentioned, but the one thing that is so important is disconnecting, so when I leave the school, I am so intentional about turning my music off, not having Mm -hmm, my phone mm -hmm. on, not answering my phone, and just writing to my office in peace so that I can turn off my day at the school district, turn on my day for life connections. And once I leave there, I do the same thing. I travel home in peace and quiet because I have to be in the position to be able to receive my kids. So my first thing when I get home, they they already know because I have them trained. Okay, give me about five or ten minutes. (laughs) <laughs> to settle down to regroup and then y'all can come unload me with right. stuff. and so I have them trained but that took training again because you know they they didn't always understand but again that communication piece with my kids have been the most important so disconnecting and reconnecting and then on the weekends 
you know, I, I'm very intentional about spending time with my kids and just taking the time to just sit in peace and quiet or just try not to do anything. Right. Because if I continue to just go on and on and on and on, you will go on overload. But I mean, of course, it's been God. Like, it's right. been God. There's so many times I've cried, shed so many tears <laughs> and, be, and behind the scenes, my friends. They know, but everybody else thinks like, well, wow, she just be doing this, this, and this, and that. But they don't know the story. Behind they the don't know the story. That's why I wanted to title this episode, Girl, How Do You Do It All? Because I have seen you moving forward in so many different arena arenas, so many different avenues of work. And I know that there is another lady out there in podcast land that's going to hear this episode and you can be a source of empowerment and encouragement to them because there's a lot of women that are working and they're trying to figure it out and they get stuck in the journey because some people, you can't do it all. But again, God has graced some people to be able to balance and to be able to manage it where you won't shipwreck yourself. Now, tell me this. You mentioned that you have gone into overload. So when you reached that point, that plateau, what did you do to get back on track? I had to scale back, meaning that I had to reassess myself. (laughs) and reassess my responsibilities and be like, okay, I can't do this today or either I can't take this phone call today Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. for me, therapy sessions, my friends think I'm on the clock 24 hours, seven days a week. And sometimes my clients do too. I make myself available if, if they have like a crisis. However, I don't work 24 hours a day. Like sometimes I do get overwhelmed just with life. Like being a mom, like I said, taking care of my parents now, dealing with my own personal issues. You know, sometimes I have to hide from my kids when I didn't have a day and go in my room and cry because it's too much. Right. So you mentioned your friends. Now Mm -hmm. They going to hear this. That's okay. They going to hear this. (laughs) How do you set boundaries for friends and tell them no? Are you constant with your no? When no is no, do you know how to just say no, not today? I have to learn that because I am like a, a giver and I give of myself mm-hmm. selflessly. selflessly mm-hmm. And I had a hard time doing that because if my friends needed to talk, I was going to be there for them. Because if I needed to talk to them, I expect them to be there for me as exactly. well. However, I have to tell them, you know what, I'm going to call you back or either I just don't answer my phone. Like sometimes I Mm -hmm. literally have to turn my phone off because Mm -hmm. I'm not available. (laughs) And and that's so true because it's hard when you love and you have a supportive sisterhood, a village, they have supported you. So when they're in need, of course, you want to be there. But with all that you have to do, I'm glad that you can say not today. No, yes. I'm going to have to get back with you. And now, you know, our mamas then taught us years ago. That's Ebonics talking. <laughs> we treat, we teach people how to treat us. So yes. sometimes even in our friendships, our friends have to also be aware of what we have to do on a day-to-day basis to give us space. That's true. Like That's I know I could bug my girlfriends and blow their phones up. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know they genuinely love me. 
And so when you have a village that genuinely, I'm not talking about no haters. I'm not talking about the frenemies. I'm not talking about the envies. I'm talking about your village that graciously support you 100%. But even in that, with all that you have to do, I'm glad that you have reached maturity where you can say, you know what? No, I'm going to need a break. Yes, and I had to learn that. I definitely had to learn that because I don't ever, you know, want to turn my friends away because I know sometimes they do need to talk. And most Mm -hmm. of the time I am available. However, there is times when I have to say, "Okay, I'm going to call you back or either I'm not taking calls today. Right, right. This is really, really good. It's so informational, and I'm so very proud of you. I want to ask you this uh, power question, though. Let me take a sip of water because I'm probably about to get on your nerve. Okay, I'm drinking from my nice, um, I collect Ray Dunn cups. So this cup is entitled Honey. You got that? This cup is entitled Honey. So, girl, with all that, do you have a honey? (laughs) How you love life life looking. You said you were divorced. You're single. So are you wanting to be married? Um... I know. I am single. Okay. Yes, I okay. am wanting to be married. Okay. So um, wanting just, to be married in God's timing. I'm sipping on my honey water cup. <laughs> yeah, so let me give you the tea, girl. Girl, give me the tea. Um, I'm single. How you gonna balance it all? We're talking about girl, how do you do it all? How so if you had a man right now, I don't know if I don't want to put your business too out there, how would he even fit in all of this equation? You know what? People make time for what and who they will. So if I had a special somebody in my life right now, mm-hmm. um, which I do, and I make time for them. Okay. Um, however, when I get married, that's going to be a different situation because, see, okay. I'm still single. I live by myself with my children. Okay. Um, however, if I did have a husband that lives here, I probably wouldn't be able to do everything that I do because I would have to, you know, have a better balance as right. far as fitting him in the schedule, being right. able to be home to cook. Keeper, you know, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Keeper, so. keeper, Lord Jesus. I'm praying for <laughs> yeah, you. So I mean, but if you have a husband that understands right. who you are and understands your gift and mm-hmm. things that you do, you definitely work together to create that balance and right. create um, a boundary for your relationship. That's so. true. And they will support you wholeheartedly because they also see the gift in you and they respect your worth ethic and they respect your passion for what you desire to do and fulfill in life. And that's a beautiful thing. Girl, love is a beautiful thing. I've been married going on 29 years this upcoming March 2021. And I can say it's challenging at times, but we've grown and, and we love one another. We understand, we talk, we communicate. And that's very important. When you can communicate with one another, we're not going to always agree, but we owe each other respect yes. and we owe each other honesty and we owe yes. each other the truth. You see, I'm yes. giving you all these hints. That's a yes, whole nother. I got it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm taking notes. <laughs> so your honey, let me sip on my little water one more time. So your honey, I'm sure you have had that conversation with him. And I just pray for you because I know what you've been through. I've seen what you've been through and I know you deserve God's best. Yes. 
I definitely do. Yes. Definitely still believe that, you know, just really lean into God for direction, even Mm -hmm. in the relationship that I am in. Mm -hmm. Very challenging relationship. However, just trusting God, you know, for what's best for me. And for some reason, that's not for me. Then it's not for me. That's right. And you heard my one of my first episodes. Go back and visit it. It's called (laughs) Don't Settle. Yes. So I declare that you don't settle and um, you keep pursuing until that kingdom man finds you. Now, you know, we've been trained, girl, in evangelism class that he that findeth the wife findeth the good thing. So on your path to be waiting to be found, I pray for you. I pray for you because you are such a lovely, meek and um, woman of humility. And and I'm just excited about what God is going to do in your life. You are still young and you have a ways to go. And it's just yes. it's just amazing when you can watch the hand of God on somebody's life and see yes. them evolve. Yes. And you're doing your thing. You're doing your thing. You're doing Girl, your thing. You. And I'm excited. Yes. So what will you tell a young woman right now to keep them encouraged? To keep them in uh to keep them balanced. What would you say to that woman out there that right now that is lost? I would tell that young woman to know who you are. Like know who you are know your worth, mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. your values and mm-hmm. know, I mean, don't be afraid to dream. Like there's nothing out there that's too hard that you can't accomplish. I'm right. a risk taker and I'm a faith mover and everything that I do, I move in faith. And sometimes I don't even know how it's going to happen. If God gives me something, I just start making moves. And before I know it, it comes into fruition. So mm-hmm. don't be afraid to take a risk. Don't be afraid to follow your dreams, like pursue them. Anything that you want to accomplish, you can do it. There's nothing to it but to do it. And I love to say that. There's nothing to it but to do it. If you put it in your mind, all you have to do is research. Motivate yourself and just start taking the steps. No matter how long it takes, just don't give Mm -hmm, up. Like, mm -hmm. know who you are and just be that woman that shines because the world needs your light. Like, be a boss if you want to be a boss. <laughs> yes, the sky is the limit. You can obtain that. Be a boss. It takes that confidence. It that's takes right. confidence. It takes um, wisdom. That's that's really good. And I'm and, and somebody's discouraged. that discouragement is the devil, and it's and it's one of his schemes and wiles and plans that he uses is a tool. You're talking about tools. The yeah. tool of discouragement. But it's I'm excited. Deceitful. It's deceitful. It's deceitful because let me tell you, I've cried mm-hmm. so much. I behind closed doors and only like my really close friends really know everything that I've been through. I mean, I've been through a lot mm-hmm. and sometimes I make everything that I do look so easy because of the grace of God. However, I've been through a lot. And when I mean a lot, I mean a lot. And yes. it's been nothing but the grace of God. Like, I've shed so many tears. I've had so many sleepless nights. I didn't act a fool <laughs> a lot of times <laughs> about different things. So I'm just telling you, you just got to keep going. You got to know who you are and keep discovering who you are daily. Because even for me, like, I'm still learning my worth. I'm still knowing my worth, which mm-hmm. is why I'm getting to the point that, that journey. I'm not going to settle for things any longer than I have before. So, again, yes, I got somebody. 
But if they can't step up to the plate and be what I need them to be, then that's not the person for me. Right. And you aware of that? Because once you've been through a tumultuous relationship, you know what you want. So, and you have God on your side and that's your wisdom and that's your defense and that's your teacher. So you got it, but I'm going to be praying for you because you a queen and Queens. Yes. You better keep that crown on and don't tilt it. Don't take it off for nobody. (laughs) For nobody. Wow. That's right. What would you say to a 20 year old that is lost and just cannot figure life out? I mean, you know, we have so many millennials that are um, seeking to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. They're trying to juggle school. Some young ladies um, have had children out of wedlock. It's hard for them. And a lot of young girls, they don't have the help. Yes. What will you say to them? I would tell them to connect with someone. Mm -hmm. Connect with someone that is older than them, somebody that they can confide in, that can truly be their confidant, that will give them words of wisdom and also provide support to them, meaning just being there to talk to them, to give them guidance Um, and also to get help if they need it. I mean, if you if if somebody out there that's 20 years old, they don't know anybody where they're at. Mm -hmm. Don't be Mm -hmm. afraid to connect to a therapist. There are so many qualified people out there who can help you. There's power in connection, so connect with someone. Okay, that's really, really good. Thank you for that information. Somebody can hear you speaking, and I will upload your information, and they can call you for for help, for guidance. Yes. Um, I know that you do virtual psychotherapy as well. Yes. Yes, I do. Currently, I'm doing... She um, do it all. Girl, how do you do it all? <laughs> she does it all. It's the grace yes. of God that's on her exactly. life. Definitely is no, but yes, I am providing um, teletherapy currently, especially through the COVID nineteen. I okay. am working from home full time right now, okay, um, and not working outside of my office. So, okay, um, my practice is one hundred percent teletherapy right now. That's awesome. So, tell me this: with all that you have to do, with all that you are currently doing, what is your ultimate goal? My ultimate goal for myself is to continue to learn how to work smarter and not harder. So I, <laughs> Sister I have a Naisha, that I, have I think you right summed now. it up right there. Smarter and not, not harder. harder. Yeah, because no, you do so much. And it's a blessing you're doing it now while you are young. Because yeah. you can figure it out. And when you get to be my age, listen here, in your 50s, <laughs> you will be able to say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to scale back here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's, a, that's, that's a beautiful thing goal. to work okay. smarter and not harder. So yeah. we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to ask you, I'm going I'm to say a few words and I want you to give me what comes to your mind. Like we're in a therapy session. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say a word and then you comment a word. Okay. Pain. Healing. The color green. The color purple. The word beautiful. Magnificent. The word overcomer. Thriving. The word generosity giver the word abandonment healing 
the word, the name, Naisha Davis? Highly favored. Come on, girl. Hey, Shook. (laughs) I like it. I like it. You play well. Hey, Shook. Thank you so much for joining me on this incredible podcast. I thank you for saying yes. I pray for you. I love you. I cheer for you. you And I want to just keep praying for you as you go higher and higher because there is nothing too hard for the God that we serve because it's all for his glory. You know that, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. I love you dearly. You already know how I feel about you. And I just think you are an amazing woman of God. And I'm just so excited about everything that you have going on and what God is doing for you, what he's done for you, and everything that is to come. (laughs) I'll take it all. You keep rocking. I'm going to take it all. (laughs) I'm going to take it all. But you you pray for me, too. You know, we're sisters, and and we all have areas of growth. I'm 52 years old. July 31st, I turned another year older. But I'm still... Thank you. Thank you, girl. I'm still on a journey of just wanting to be better like my books is is entitled better than yesterday i'm still trying to do the work because i don't want to be 60 and 70 stuck and confused and old and bitter and i'm loving life right now i'm excited about god and i'm excited about empowering inspiring young women to become the best versions of themselves come on queens we can do it Yes. We can do it with the help of God. But I love you. And until the next time, we want to say thank you all for joining in on this podcast with the lovely Naisha Davis. I will be uploading her information so you can connect with her. Y'all show her some love. Connect with her. And until (laughs) the next time, my sisters, we will be back. Blessings. Hey, Shook.